Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's howdy duty time once again. <laughs> Growing in Grace, sorry about that. Uh, I just I felt this urge to say it, and probably most of our listeners have no idea who howdy duty is. I think he was even before my time, but he was a clown, and that's kind of what me and Joel are. We're just clowning around here, you having fun. It's light, it's easy, not burdensome, it's growing in grace. Hey, Joel, how's it going? I'm doing good, and you're just being a bozo there. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> now, him I know. <laughs> I uh, do remember uh, watching Bozo. After avoiding Cubs games on WGN, I remember watching Bozo the Clown back in the day. <laughs> well, you know, and it just dawned on me, I'm not sure Howdy Doody was a clown. Yeah, wasn't I, I he think- a cowboy? Yeah, I think so, but there was a clown called uh, Clarabelle. This was like back in the 50s, way before our time. Yeah, and way above and over our heads here for most of us <laughs> listening. And so I think we should move on. Some people think our program is pretty simple. We're just trying to make it even more simple by talking <laughs> about other things other than the gospel. The simple gospel, we'll talk about clowns or whatever. You you know, if you have any suggestions on what you'd like us to talk about, be sure to drop us an email or a note on our website. Yeah, if you want to talk about Toy Story or, you know, some modern stuff, just send us a line. Send us a note. We'll talk about that, too. <laughs> Not going to do it. wouldn't be prudent. Hey, um... <laughs> Yeah, we've been talking about the uh, the righteousness that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and how it is something that has been given to us as a gift by uh, you know through the obedience of Jesus Christ, not through our own obedience. Of course, uh, if it was up to our own obedience, you know we'd fall flat on our faces. But as the Scripture says, it was through Adam's obe- disobedience that many were made sinners, and it's through the righteousness and through the obedience of Jesus Christ and him alone that we've been made righteous. And so uh, we're going to continue on talking about this. One of the core verses that we've shared here in our program from Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. I'm reading from the, the King James Version because there is one word in here that I think the King James gets it right that the other versions don't say, but it's, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That little word of, the other versions say I live by faith in the Son of God, and that's fine to say that. We do have faith in the Son of God, but the life that we live in the flesh is by the very faith of Jesus Christ. It was by his obedience that we were made righteous, and it's by his faith that we live as well. And I think that's a very important distinction. We've been made one with him. We're in a union with him. You know, we've died and we've been raised together with him. And our life is Christ. Christ isn't just in our life, but he is our life. And we live by his life, and we even live by his faith. And I think that's important to note as we uh, get into talking about uh, the truth of our identity in Christ yeah, even faith is a gift. Um, and we talked last week about how Christ obeyed on our behalf. And his obedience was imputed, given to us all. So in Christ, we can't be disobedient again because it's his obedience. Uh, it's his obedience 
that has helped make us right with God. Now, something we've talked about for, for years on growing in grace is the fact that we are the righteousness of God. This is an important foundational truth in understanding the gospel and your identity in Jesus Christ, who you already are, not who you're trying to be. Righteousness and, and the fact that uh, we just have been talking about the, the obedience of Christ has become our obedience. That, that word righteousness, again, it says this in the Greek, the state of him who is as he ought to be. Have you ever been uh, around religious people and they're always telling you what you ought to do? <laughs> what you ought to do? Uh, and we're, we're back to eating off the wrong tree again. You know, you got the, the tree of life in the garden with Adam and Eve and you have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Christ represents the tree of life. The flesh, the law, and all those kinds of things represent the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And constantly we eat off the wrong tree. So what does righteousness mean? The state of him who is as he ought to be. The condition acceptable to God, the condition acceptable to God, approved of God. And so that's what righteousness means. And that's something we've talked about uh, ruthlessly here on Growing in Grace, the fact that you, as a believer in Christ, are the righteousness of God. You are right with him. What do you think that means to be right with him? What do I have to do to try to be obedient enough for him to somehow accept me again? What we've been talking about here in recent weeks is the fact that we already are accepted. We already are righteous, and we have already been declared obedient, all because of Christ having done it all. Did you say um, we've talked about this stuff ruthlessly? I, I think I did. Sure. Is that wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just want to make sure our listeners re realize that you know these are the uh, ruthless... The ruthless Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski here on Growing in Grace. No, it's it, the word fits. I just it just it was just fun. It just struck me as funny. Uh, well, I had an Aunt Ruth, and it started from there. And <laughs> I don't want to talk about my childhood. Look, um, I said it. I can't take it back. Um, but seriously, um, here's the problem, Joel. Some people might say, now. "Well, okay. what about people who Straight continue face. in a sinful lifestyle?" And they'll even sometimes get specific, and you can start naming off some some lifestyles out there. I don't care if it's people who watch R-rated movies, gays and lesbians, people who go to the bar, people who do this, people who do that. You can name your own lifestyle, okay? Um, and people will say, well, what about people who do that? Are they still going to be saved? Are they still saved? Are they really Christians? Were they properly converted? What do you have to say about that? It's a big issue in the church today, and I guess where we're coming from here, we look at all these scriptures and, and what the Bible really does say about how it was that we've been saved, how it was that we've been uh, baptized into Christ's death and raised again with him, uh, how it is that we've been made righteous, how it is that we've been made holy. All of these scriptures in the New Testament, they say that it's by Christ's obedience. It's by faith alone, by, by God's grace. It's by uh, the blood of Jesus. And none of it, none of it, absolutely whatsoever, has to do with our behavior. Even as we talked about previously, uh, the fact that we were sinners and, and apart from God wasn't even by our own behavior. <laughs> it was because of the disobedience of the one man, Adam. Uh, go and look in Romans 5 again for that. And so, what about a person who has been saved by grace and then goes ahead and continues to live a, quote, ungodly lifestyle? Well, what is the bar, so to speak? Where is the line? And, and we can talk about this that says, all right, this person over here 
is living this type of lifestyle, and so they've gone too far. This person over here, well, they've sinned as everybody sins, but they haven't gone too far. What is the bar? You know, what is the line? You know, and and I would say, well, the line cap is perfection. (laughs) You know, if we're going to judge other people, or if we're going to say this person has gone too far and this other person hasn't, the line that we have to use is what Jesus talked about in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, you know, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That is the standard. And so if a person is living any type of a lifestyle that doesn't appear to be one that is of Christ, well, are you going to say that that person has gone too far based upon their behavior? Again, you're going to have to put everybody under that line, the standard, which is perfection. And if anyone has fallen short of that, you're going to have to put them all in the same boat. But fortunately, the wonderful truth that's in Jesus Christ is that the perfection has been achieved in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, indeed, we don't want to go out there and intentionally live a life intentionally, like saying, hey, you know, I've been saved, but I can just, I'm free to go do whatever I want to because, you know, God doesn't care what I do. Christ's life is in me, and that means I can just go do whatever I want to do. You know, that's not, of course, the purpose of God's grace. That's not the purpose of Christ's life in us. But even if a person does go and do that, you know, it's by God's grace through faith that we've been saved. And and that's what I would say to that, Cap. I don't know. What would you say? Well, that's hard to follow up with, Joel, after saying all that. You're right. The standard is perfection. Jesus communicated that in the Gospel of Matthew, for starters. He was trying to get the Jews at that time to realize that they couldn't keep the law. They They couldn't do what God really required. And so he said that you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And, of course, nobody was going to achieve that standard. Under the, the book of Hebrews, under the Old Covenant, uh, it talked about the, the sacrifices of animals and how they could not make people perfect. But then they contrasted, the writer of Hebrews contrasts those Old Testament sacrifices to the one sacrifice that God provided with his Son. And, and uh, we won't go into the scripture here right now, but basically the book of Hebrews tells us that those old covenant sacrifices could not make us perfect, but we have been perfected now. We have been uh, made perfect through this sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So the, the real question here is, as we were talking about this, how many people listening right now have somehow started living a lifestyle in their own mind? You, you've actually started living a lifestyle that is somehow pleasing and acceptable to God. I've got news for you. Whatever lifestyle you're living right now, it is not acceptable to God. Not based on your efforts, it's not. Your 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 acceptance from God is is purely through the sacrifice of Christ and and the the love that he had for us that brought us to that sacrifice. And now we've all been made perfect, we've been made righteous, again talking about our identity in Jesus Christ. So, for those who are in a lifestyle that you think is very sinful, or very wrong. I don't think you've achieved a place, even though you might have cleaned up a lot of cobwebs in certain corners of your life, you haven't come to a place where every thought, every action, everything that you do is in a place of perfection. Your lifestyle has not come to a place where God would say, ah, you have arrived. I accept you for who you are because of what you've done now. Uh, You're never going to get to that place. And so, Joel, I I think some of what you said there was really true. I mean, we're never going to get to a place where we say, well, this person has arrived, this person has not, and then we're back to eating off the wrong tree again. 
Right, because Jesus didn't say, well, just do your best to try to do good and see if that pleases the Father. He didn't say, uh, do your best to try to be righteous. He said, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, if that's perfection, you know, I don't know what else is, because God is perfect, and Christ calls us to be perfect like our Father in heaven is perfect. And, and of course, as you say, nobody has reached that standard in and of themselves through their own efforts. And so we are all in the same boat. It either has to be about our efforts, which will always fall short, even if they look shiny and good and clean as can be, or if our efforts look like we've fallen flat on our faces and are very obviously not according to the life of crisis in us. But either way, it's all about the righteousness that we've received as a gift. And, and Joel, I, I know we're out of time, but uh, what you said is true. There are those who will continue in a certain lifestyle that maybe isn't necessarily right. It doesn't change who they are in Christ, though. And, and they're just caught up with certain aspects of the flesh. On the other side of that coin, though, religious people also getting caught up with the flesh by pointing fingers and passing on judgment based on what people are doing instead of who we are in Christ. One of the things we brought up, at least uh, touched on in our last uh, program or two, comes from Romans uh, 6, 7. It says, For he who has died has been freed from sin. Did you realize that? We have been made free from sin. Our sin has been taken away. We'll spend some time talking about that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.